0: hello Vibers, and welcome to the vibe with kai podcast it's your boy kai and i am super excited to be sitting here with tiktok star tiktok <laughs> sensation don't deny it there's no denying this uh jc aka see you later which is great uh, which everybody. is fantastic uh <laughs> jc has become one of the most watched Content creators on all the app. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm hyping you up by the way. So don't deny any of this. So you're just gonna. I'm to just like, gonna be
1: beat red and like <laughs> video saying that <laughs> you're, you're just gonna show. So take that's this. fine. <laughs>
0: um, this, she's become one of the most watched content creators on all of TikTok as she documents her life living on a boat, which is amazing, uh and entertaining the masses with uh, a very popular video series entitled Hell- "Hell's Bells," which is fascinating, which I love. um And she also has a new comic book shirt coming out soon with the Goblin Grimm, which we're going to talk about later as well, Um, and you're just like an artiste overall, like you have your hands like a lot of different buckets here, which is super exciting, which we'll talk about, so uh, I'm super excited to have my friend, my new friend, JC, here (laughs) on the podcast, JC, how are you?
1: I am doing all right. It's nice and sunny here. So I'm just yeah. happy vibing out on the water on the boat nice. where we just took it back out of the water, yeah. did some work on the underside and put it back in nothing too catastrophic or expensive. Have, happened, you, found, so.
0: have you found all the leaks yet? Have you found no. the source of all the leaks? Cause that I'm fast. I need to know. I'm so <laughs> I know emotionally invested in these leaks are. now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know where most of them are. Yeah, there's a couple that I I cannot for the life of me hunt down. I've owned this boat oh for almost gosh. six years, yeah, and I've been trying to track them down for years, and I cannot do it. Some of them it's like I know where they are, but I have to like right. replace entire windows to fix them, and windows are like 350 bucks a pop, and I have eight oh of them, so gosh. it's like I'm just gonna like stick paper towels there. <laughs> and not put anything I want to get wet yes. anywhere near that drip so it'll I, be fine I
0: saw you saw, I, I saw one of your videos you were saying you like you've you lost one of your favorite books because of one yeah. of the leaks that came through like it just happened to be sitting right on a spot where a yeah. leak you know went through and like that that must have been just like heartbreaking you know to, oh like, I was so leak mad leak I'd that. been
1: gone for the weekend and I came yeah. back and I heard kind of a plop in the aft cabin mm-hmm. and I just went oh no. And I went back and I saw the water around it and then I saw the water on top of it and I realized the book was all puffed up and I was just like not are you kidding oh my so to, it was like how much do i want to deal with this right now right. and the answer was not very because it was kind of late at night yeah it's like i'll just rip the whole back into the boat apart tomorrow in the morning once i've had coffee and it will oh. be strong coffee at that point
0: <laughs> <laughs> add a little <laughs> extra 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 love into that coffee there that morning yeah and oh drank
1: goodness. it for in silence for yeah. a little bit and it's like all right this is i know what i have to do but i don't know if i have the strength right. to do it <laughs> so so let's 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 talk
0: about this you you live on a boat you literally. Yeah. live on a boat and you document your entire experience uh and journey with this so like that's like your thing like that's and that's fascinating so for i'm sure there's some people that obviously that know who you are but for some of the people that are listening that are like who is this person why are they <laughs> living on a boat can you explain why why how you how this came to be and and what it's like living on a boat for you
1: Well, it came to be, I mean, in part because my dad was a lifelong sailor, that's how my parents met, was on a sailboat in Hawaii when their story is hysterical and long and weird. But they met and married and had me and they sailed from Hawaii to Oregon with me when I was 13 months old. So I learned to walk in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So I've spent most of my life on and around boats and I spent summers when I was a little kid cruising on the sailboat. My dad had a 42 footer. So all five of us would squeeze onto that boat and we'd spend two, three months just cruising around the San Juan Islands and going up into Canada. So I've spent my life around it and it really spoke to me. I mean, and my name is spelled J-A-Y-S-E-A because of my sailor dad. So like the writing has been on the wall from the very beginning (laughs) and I always loved it and kind of was like, oh, I'd love to live on a boat someday, sail around the world, you know, do all this stuff. And I just never thought it was gonna happen. But when I graduated college, my dad teaches um, maritime licensing, and one of his students was saying, Well, I'm gonna sell my boat. I'll, I mean, I'll give it to you for like 3,000 bucks. So we went down and looked at it, it was super janky. It's like the engine was like a big block of rust. And my mom, bless her, Pitched such a hissy fit. She's like, I can't believe you're even trying to talk yourself into this. This is stupid. I'm just going to sit on deck and just not even look at the stupid thing. So my dad and I are trying to talk ourselves into fall in love with this stupid boat. <laughs> and my mom's sitting up there in the pouring down rain, refusing to even look down below. So she starts talking on the guy to the guy on the boat next to us. And he's like, well, the boat on the other side of me is for sale boat that i'm sitting on now so we i ended up talking about so thanks mom for having a hissy fit and refusing to look at that terrible it all came into play it was all
0: part of the it was all part of the yes
1: (laughs) and then i bought the boat i got a really good deal on it because it had been sitting abandoned for a very long time i think like seven years and it's a really solid boat she's a swedish boat and they're like it should be really expensive but it was in such rough shape that it was pretty much a gut rebuild Mm-hmm. Um, like the engine still worked but we had to do like a partial rebuild on that and the transmission I'm pretty sure knocking on wood is still good but it's right. like we had to rewire it. we had to do all new electronics we had to do the water system we had to do um, like the fuel we had to redo like pretty much everything we had to repaint it put new zincs on it replace the prop put new canvas everything we had to and do and you
0: poured like everything you had into every this. single I- I thing seeing uh, I remember watching a video where you were saying that like you were saving up your money, you were working various jobs and you were saving up your money. Um, and you, when it came time to to actually purchase this boat, you legit just like you're like, here we go, <laughs> this is all yep. I got, and you had a little bit left, you know, to, to to do you know various things around the boat. But you were like, hey, this is I'm going, I'm literally going all in with everything that I have to make this.
1: It happen. was very much a labor of love, and I figured, mm-hmm. you know, it. On the one hand, financially, it was an absolutely dumbest thing I could have possibly done. (laughs) But on the other hand, it was like, hey, if you can live on a boat, rent is reasonably cheap if you can find a place to put it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, once I got it all built up, then, you know, things should be, if I was smart with my money, be more or less stable so I could work jobs that I would enjoy more, but that wouldn't have, you know, pay super well. Um, But I worked in a sales job that I didn't really love for a long time, but everything I was like pay off the boat do little things and then just as I paid off the boat and paid the last payment two months later COVID hit and I had to leave my job which I'd been planning to do anyway because my bosses were kind of abusive right but I was like well I'm gonna take it and run now and then it was like now what you're like it's now or never
0: it's like it just has to happen now like it's just that's that's fascinating and so so COVID comes you're just you're you're on this boat full time and and you were I believe you were saying that um while living on the boat there's not a lot of places that allow you to actually yeah. like like you can park the boat there but you for those places that don't allow you to actually stay there so you so you found a place that would actually allow you to park your boat there and let you yeah. live there full time right it
1: took two years. I applied to be in this marina that I'm at now as a liveaboard two years before they let me, they gave gave me the call. And they gave me the call in October, I think, of 2019, which would have been fine. But I lived on the Oregon coast and trying to go up the washington coast in october and crossing the Columbia river bar is suicide especially in mm. a small boat sure so it was like well now i'm paying double rent for the slip that i was in then plus the slip that i was up mm-hmm. needed up in washington right and then once corona hit it was like well now we can't really haul the boat so we had to postpone it for a year so i double paid for a long a long time
0: wow. are there other are there other liver boards like in your area as well
1: There's a couple, there's, there's kind of two schools of liveaboards. And I'm of a very weird group where I'm a year rounder. Like this is my house. I don't have a house to go retreat to most people who have boats, especially up where I am, they're older or they're couples or they're, you know, in their forties, I mean, or they're old. So they have like a house that they winter in, which would be very comfortable. I'm not going to lie to you, (laughs) but but I'm one of the people it's like, I have nothing else other than my car. So this is I, this is home and I have to commit to it, but there are, there's a couple and it's summer now. Mm. So a lot of cruisers are coming and getting geared up. So people are right. going to live on their boats, but they'll be out right. going during the summer. So, you,
0: you know, it's funny because I, so like boats don't scare me. Like I'm good with boats. Like I, I'm cool with boats, but you know, it does scare me the op- open water, open ocean. Yes. I can't, I can't do it. Like if I, if I'm like in the middle, like, even if it's not even just like an ocean, if it's like a big lake and I'm in the middle of the lake, like my anxiety goes through the roof. And I mean, I cannot I, you're talking
1: to the kid who in the swimming pool, I was terrified of the vent at the bottom of oh, the swimming wow. pool. I was like, something will come out of it. I cannot, <laughs> It's like, I don't want to drown in a chlorine pool, Yeah. but it's like, if I'm on the boat, especially when you're it's your boat and Mm. it's everything. And it's just you. And like my dad and I have delivered it a couple of places and moved it. It's like, Oh, it's just us out here. Like if something breaks, we figure this shit out. Yeah, Like that's all on you. You don't call AAA. So that's when I've been (laughs) tuning all my skills up to go single handing someday. It's like, there's that mental hurdle of like, you have to trust yourself and know that you can figure something out you know your boat well enough, you know, your right. options are, I mean, always have a backup plan. So sure, that's I've where got... anxiety can be useful. <laughs> oh,
0: sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always said I, like, even when I was in college back in the day, way back in the day when I was in college, <laughs> uh, I worked better under pressure. So like, I yeah. would always wait for the last minute to like write a paper because I'm like, the papers that I wrote like a week ahead of time, they were never good.
1: Oh no, No, rough draft. I never believed in a rough draft. It's like, I saw, I think it was like a Tumblr post way back in the day where it's like, you know, Ernest Hemingway, write Drunk, edit sober.
0: Me as the college (laughs) student,
1: right? Well, heavily like sleep deprived and heavily caffeinated at 3am. No editing. We die like men. Mm -hmm. Got me a degree.
0: You just described (laughs) all four years of college for me.
1: (laughs) Yes. I, oh, I had a teacher who was like, I like you were required to do rough draft one, rough draft two, and an outline. And I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write the whole paper now. And I'm just going to like rearrange paragraphs and make it worse and turn it in progressively. (laughs) I'm doing this whole assignment, but I'm doing it my way by God.
0: You know what (laughs) kids, if you're listening to this right now, Stay in school and listen to us because we got through it. We're perfect. We're great now.
1: (laughs) You you don't have to be the top of the class. I promise you, it does not matter in the long run. C's get degrees was my motto for two years, and I almost (laughs) dropped out my senior year of college, probably every other week. And I owe my mom several thousand dollars in wine and therapy for keeping me in college.
0: oh my god I love I love it. you you are me just on a boat that's, that's the only great minds difference. think alike that's yeah, what's
1: right? going on here
0: <laughs> have there have there ever been like any I guess particularly scary moments that stand out for you like being on the boat like whether it mm. be weather or just like just a situation where you're like shit <laughs> like has that does anything stand out to you
1: I mean, there's a couple, when we brought the boat up the Washington coast last summer, almost a year ago today, I think we left on July 12th, Mm -hmm. um, we had my uncle with me, and he volunteered and he'd never been out on like the ocean before but we like dosed him with seasickness meds and everything. So the Columbia river bar, if you don't know, is one of the most dangerous pieces of water on the planet and it can kill you very quickly. And Mm -hmm. on some days you don't even know you've crossed the bar. Other days it's like, here's 35 foot waves with a crosswind. So we, it was supposed to be smooth the day that we went out, but it was much choppier than it was supposed to be. It was like 15 foot seas, which I wasn't happy about, but we got through it. My uncle, as soon as we hit the bar, violently seasick, completely incapacitated. So it was like, okay, well, he's not going to be any help standing watches. So it was me and my dad. Well, then I got seasick because I was really tired because I hadn't slept the night before. But I've been seasick enough to know that it's like, I'll have my Ziploc baggie in one hand and the wheel in the other. And you just puke and work. Like this is, <laughs> it's like, you just dig a little deeper, give up your pride and you are here to do a job. So we got over the bar and it was supposed to smooth out in the ocean. Yeah. It was like being in a washing machine. I mean, it wasn't dangerous per se. I think it was like right. a small craft advisory and my dad's very experienced mariner and it's been mm-hmm. fine. But what was dangerous was, My uncle was so wildly incapacitated that he started getting very dehydrated. He started hallucinating. And it was like, I remember I was on watch and my dad's shoulder went out. So it was like, he and I were the ones who were having to do this. And I was so sick. I was just like in the bag and everything. And it was nighttime. It was just sloppy. It was miserable. And my uncle reached over and grabbed my arm. He goes, are you and Tom still on the boat? And I was like, if he starts walking off this boat, I don't know what I can do to stop him. So we tied him down. But I mean, so we got through it. I like how you just casually said that, by the way. It "It was like, okay, we we get through it. We'll we'll deal with it. It was miserable. I've never been so miserable in my life. Like we turned the corner into Nia Bay Mm -hmm. and it was much calmer, like smooth right out. I felt a lot better. I had some ginger ale. He kind of perked up because we gave him some water. Um, But it was like... Okay, because he was like grabbing his bag and like oh making to and he's like, Can I get off this boat? I will do anything to get off this boat. And I'm like, you're, you're not doing that in the middle of the ocean. Oh, I am no. not. He hasn't talked to us since. I'm allegedly going to see him on the fourth of July. Oh so my
0: god! wait, and how long? We, we ago dropped this? him
1: off. This was about a year ago.
0: A year ago. Oh my gosh.
1: Well, it was funny because they had shut tribal lands down for COVID again. And we didn't yeah. know. But he was like, I am getting off this boat. If I have to swim to shore and get arrested to do it, so we once we were in Nia Bay, it was completely safe, it was totally fine. But we're like, okay, we'll do a drive by, we'll drop you off at the dock, not technically tie up so we can't get in trouble. He was throwing his bags before we were like within 10 feet, bag made it. He was like, like,
0: get me off this boat. He was like, I will
1: do whatever. He was a lawyer, so he's like, arrest me, it'll be on land, I don't care. So oh, he did and goodness. he texted us. He walked two and a half miles to the tribal gate and they they picked him up and they were like, how did you get in here? And he just said, I got dropped off a boat. I will not tell you the name of the boat. I am leaving. I haven't talked to him since. <laughs> so that wow. was weather. Weather got dangerous and personnel got dangerous. Um, and then I had some people try and break onto the boat a while ago, but I mean, it, is... the boat's really secure. So it was just right. like, I just called the cops and was right. like, hi this is really stupid yeah (laughs) and
0: uh, let's like that's that's, and i know that you don't like you don't you particularly don't show the outside of your boat like in your in your yeah uh in your tiktoks because you obviously you don't want people to know like you have over a million followers and, and you don't obviously want people to know which boat it is specifically which sucks because yeah. i'm
1: very proud of my boat sure, i want to sure, show sure. it and i'm like this is my baby and then yeah. it's also like i also don't want to like get stabbed in my sleep because i no, pissed someone off fair. on tiktok that one time
0: that's fair and, and i totally get that because i've had i've had two instances where mm. people have showed up at my house
1: oh, um, no. because
0: i because i used to tell people what exact town that i live in and when with with, pe- with context clues, you could probably figure out, like, where in that town yeah. I lived. So there was one person that um, I was expecting an Amazon delivery that day. And I had got a notification that I was being dropped off. So I heard a knock on my door. And I'm assuming that it was the Amazon delivery truck driver yeah, dropping off. As, as you
1: would in that right.
0: situation. I go open the door, and it's a woman holding... Holding the package that I was expecting, and th- and they were like, um, "Hi, are you the vibe with Kai?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and they're like, "Hi, um, this package was outside of of your of your building, and I I saw your name on it, and I that's how I knew what apartment it was. So I just wanted to I wanted to know if maybe you wanted to hang out today." I was like, "No, no, 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 no. This that is not how." This was, I don't, Oh my twice, God. Twice. And that's when I'm like, you know what? I am not going to tell people. So now I just say, I say to people, I live right outside of Philadelphia is what I say, yeah. what I say to people. And that's like a really large area to, to like, you know, to, to say that I live, but like, I, I just, I can't risk that. And I understand why yeah. you wouldn't, why you would do the same thing. Like that's just. The I mean, other, I get no.
1: twitchy having my PO box. Sure. In my bio, because mm-hmm. I'm like, there's only two marinas in town, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that they could like. I mean, people have recognized me around town. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that they know. Yeah. But I'm also like, gas is expensive enough that I can't move it to another town right, right now. Right. Like in good conscience, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to be sailing this summer, so I'm I'm hoping that you know right. I'm gone. But I had someone really aggressively get in my DMs. He was like, I am driving up to your town. Do you want to hang out today? And he messaged me like six times on Instagram and tried to do like an audio call. And I was like, I wasn't even in the state at that point. I was just like, I was visiting someone down south. And I was like, I'm just going to block you on everything. (laughs) And I just got really creeped out. But I mean, it's so weird. Why do people... I, it's the parasocial relationship Well, yeah it's the interest of like we put so much of ourselves mm-hmm. out there that they think they know us and, right but it's right. like and, and it's, it's, i've never seen flattering. you before
0: it's like it, it yes. is very flattering because like like i like i've met so many really cool people that i do consider my friends you yes. know through through these apps and all of that but what people don't understand is that yes like people like you and i we do put our life out there but it's very curated right yes we put our we don't like we put a lot out there but we don't put everything out there right no um, like that would be a bad idea <laughs> right but because we we are so open with what we uh, are, are feeling and what we're going through and things like that a lot of people to your point do feel as though they know us like 100% mm-hmm. so they do feel more um, th- on their end it does feel like like we are their literal friend yeah which is flattering but like I always, I always have to tell people I'm like you, you got to be careful because like people like you and I are pretty genuine. Right. But like, there's a lot yeah. of people out there that are content creators that are not. Yeah. You know, and like that people. Just and even though
1: careful. we are genuine, it's mm-hmm. like we like have our own emotional yes. lives and well being that we have to take care of. So showing mm-hmm. up on our doorstep, like you've seen my face all the time. Mm-hmm. I've never seen you before. And I'm mm-hmm. sure yep. if I ran into you in the store, I would love to have a little conversation with yes. you, but like, if you're getting up in like, you don't see like my private moments yes. either it's like you don't know, you don't see the heartbreak and the processing mm-hmm. and the trauma and everything that goes Absolutely. into being genuine yes but i mean mm-hmm. so it's uh, my dms are really a spread of people being really wonderful and genuine mm-hmm. and saying thank you and having like true moments and sharing yeah. their story and then other people who will very lovingly without realizing it trauma dump yes. and it's like i'll check my dms in the morning and it's like my baby got raped last night and mm-hmm. I'm looking for advice. Can you send them to hell? And I'm like, I haven't even put pants on yet. Yeah. Like, and it's I, like, Good I morning. Want to, it's like, I want to have these moments where yeah. it's like, my dad raped me for 14 years mm-hmm. and can you send him to hell? And it's like, my heart goes out to you and yes. I'm so sorry, but like, I can't.
0: It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It really is. Cause I, t- I talk a lot about mental health on my platform. And yeah. early, earlier this year, I was diagnosed with high anxiety and severe depression. Yeah. Um, and so like, I've, I've been publicly processing a lot of that. And, yeah. um, you know, 99% of the people that I tell that to, you know, like, like everybody's been like great and supportive. Uh, yeah. But because of that, like, like for you, people will like write me and be like, you know, I have to remind them I'm not a therapist. I like, I don't yeah. have all of the answers. I really don't. I'm like, I'm processing this out loud for for my own therapeutic sake yeah. <laughs> um, this is for me first yes. it's, you guys are
1: all vestigials <laughs> right, like this right. is this is my show for me and you're yes. welcome to enjoy it
0: yes exactly and it's just it's just really hard to hear some of these stories because it is heartbreaking sometimes and and you know i'm, cu- I'm curious for you are, are are there a lot of i guess are there a lot of like women sailors out there or like women no. that do what you do because I, <laughs> I was curious if there's a lot of women that that do this and and if If not, like, what is it like, you know, being a woman in this kind of industry?
1: It can be really exhausting. I want to make very clear that I love what I do and I love my life and I love living on the boat and everything that comes with it. But there's some times where it's like, it just is very isolating and very tiring. Because I remember when I bought the boat and I had one of my relatives be like, oh, you're gonna have to be beating the boys off with a stick. It, it doesn't fly with guys when they're like, my daddy has a boat and it's like, cool, I have a boat. The boat right, is mine. It's right. like, who's your daddy now? Like that's not gonna <laughs> right, work. right But also all of my friends get violently seasick driving through puddles. So it's like, you, you don't have people down to the boat. I mean, the yeah. only people who come down to the boat are like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's people who would love to share it with me, but I just don't have them. But also being down on the boat, it's very odd because I'm young, young people, really usually don't have the money or the you know desire to get a loan for a Mm -hmm. boat this big this young I recognize fully that it was really weird and a lot of luck and hard work but it's also like there, like I'm not going to be making friends out there going like oh you're you know 30 and you have a boat too like let's share that communication it's like i make friends with older couples and they're like oh i have kids who are your age who like have been on the boat and enjoy it Mm -hmm. but also you don't get taken seriously because there's very much an old guard it's very masculine dominated still um and there's a lot of guys that aren't like this Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of guys that are where it's like i was sitting out on deck the other day you know in the sun reading a book and someone stopped by and was like is your husband home i want to ask some questions about his boat and wow. I was like, "Oh well, no husband. It's my boat. What what can I do for you?" And they're like, "Oh, so it's your family's boat. Is is your dad around?" Wow. And I was like, "No, it's mine. I own it. What do you mean? I own the boat. It's mine. My name's on the title. What questions do you have?" And I wasn't feeling like I wanted to answer the questions, but I was right. just like, "I need to prove that I right. know what I'm and, talking about." And it
0: shouldn't and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, I, I like no. I. I mean, I. I I don't, you obviously don't need me to tell you that. Um, But like, it's like, (laughs) it helps to (laughs) hear it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, it's fascinating because um, I think that there are a lot of men out there that just unknowingly just have this um, idea, this antiquated ideology in which they are, in which they continue to ask questions like that are just very hard for them to grasp the fact that, like, a woman this is gonna sound so weird saying this out loud but like a woman can do that like do, yeah <laughs> like like what Especially how did you pull this off? shorts you and rich? they have white hair
1: they're gonna right. have a lot of questions when I roll by and like cute shorts and a crop top carrying a power drill like right like I rewired my engine guys like I know what I'm doing so it's right. okay That's but I mean
0: easy has, has Before we continue with our interview, I wanted to let you know that the official Vibe with Kai Patreon is finally here. For only $5 a month, you'll get full access to things you won't find anywhere else on the internet. This includes mental health updates, brand new get More Girls recaps and reviews, TV show recaps and reviews, movie recaps and reviews, fitness photos, and early access to so much more. Visit the Vibe with Kai Patreon and you too can get your vibe on. Subscribe today. Has it ever, do you think, do you feel as though you had to work any harder just to kind of get yourself in the situation because you are a woman? Or do you feel that it's just like, it's been, I guess, kind of um, after the fact that you had to deal with it, but like, like leading up to it, did you, do you feel that you had to work harder to get in a position that you're in now?
1: Not really, because mm-hmm. my dad is very, very supportive. He's yeah. worked with me the whole time. It's been yeah. great. Um, But Like, even when I was first learning how to handle the boat, and even Mm. now that I've, like, gotten a lot better at boat handling, if I'm taking the boat out of the slip, like, my dad's the one who's handling lines, I'm the one who's driving the boat, and I'm taking it out through the marina, people will be like, oh, careful, the girl's driving, and it's like, yeah, you better hope I'm driving, it's my boat. Right. Like, so it does feel like you have to be kind of twice as good. Like I get really twitchy whenever I make a misstep where it's like, oh, I missed catching a buoy coming in, you know, when I'm out cruising, it's like, I missed that mooring buoy. So now I feel stupid and everyone's like, well, of course she missed the buoy. She's the girl. Like Mm -hmm. she doesn't know, like she's young. So I just feel it's a stupid, stupid thing of like, I feel like I have to be perfect. So I beat myself up when I'm not that's also just a personal failing that I've always had Mm -hmm. but especially when you're trying to quote break into kind of a male dominated thing where it's like I want to be impressive and I want to be good just like everyone does in Mm -hmm. every aspect of their life but it's like it almost feels like you have a point to prove to be like me like look girls we can do (laughs) it too but I'm also now I'm kind of like look girls we can do it too we're allowed to mess up right like right. it's okay we yeah. have a learning curve life right. happens it's right. fine so I have to remind myself like talk to myself like I would talk to a friend right sometimes.
0: right would you would you ever live anywhere other than a boat ever again
1: I would I'm not gonna lie I would love to have a little house like sometimes mm-hmm. living on a boat it's just exhausting there's a lot of noises sure. you don't always sleep super well especially in winter if there's a storm even if you're tied up to the dock because you're like mm-hmm. Is the boat riding differently in the slip? Did I pop a fender? Did I break a line? Did someone next to me break a line? Is my halyard slapping? So your brain's always kind of listening in the background. So it can be really restful, but it also can be desperately unrestful, especially if the build pump goes off in the middle of the night. you got to remember to fill it up with water. I mean, there's like more steps to it than just living in a house. And I'm enough of a princess that it's like, I would like to have a house that that doesn't move all the time. So someday I would love to have just like a little house so I can have all my books and my art and everything up. And it's just like, okay, a shower. A shower that I don't have to hold the faucet for would be great. But I mean, for now, it's what it is and what I I can afford and I really mm. do enjoy it but winter time I, I do get kind of salty when it's like great now I've got a seven minute walk up to my car and it's raining sideways
0: oh my gosh
1: I, I character I, building
0: right <laughs> and, and when you write your book which I know you're going to write one day this is all stuff that's going to like it's there's going to be a good chapter in there from from all of this um uh, yeah Let's talk about TikTok because you have been documenting like this entire experience, <laughs> Um, and you've grown a follow. You have well over a million followers now, and and pe- your your followers like they follow you, they love you, and they they consistently support you. It is amazing. <laughs> what is it like having that platform now, like to to know that you have a group of people that just wholeheartedly and genuinely support you and and what you do and the and the work that you put out there?
1: It's on the one hand, it's, it's like, you know, fairy money. It's like, it doesn't really exist because it's it's 1.4 mil. That's such a big number to wrap my head around. But on the other hand, it's like, it's really nice to have this community of people where it's like, I, you know, I can talk about my stuff and it doesn't get immediately shot down like Mm -hmm. the, you know, culture in which I grew up in, which was a, a very toxic church. So it was like, Oh, it's actual support and it feels more like a community and things can be talked about. And I can say these opinions and I don't immediately get, nailed for it right but on the other hand it's kind of terrifying to think about like the county that I grew up in only had 30,000 people in it right so I'm talking to a lot more than just <laughs> yes. everybody in my county <laughs> that's my small town map it's like what can I relate this to right. my county that's fine but I mean trying to wrap <laughs> that's my head around that it's insane yeah.
0: it's crazy it's it's really crazy because like like uh, would you did you ever think that no. you would like you would ever have this ever
1: no i when i first got on tiktok it was because when i was working the sales job my um assistant she was like you should download tiktok because it's really slow like i feel like you'd like it you know you're just back in your office all the time killing time like I, I think you'd like tiktok so i downloaded it and started messing around making really like the dumbest tiktoks you possibly could as we all do when we, we first yes. get on tiktok Absolutely. And then it was like, oh, well, I'll just start messing around. And I think the one that really started blowing up was the, you know, gardening, big shovel gardening. It was like, oh, we had a miscommunication about big shovel gardening versus small shovel gardening. I thought we were taking care of your ex instead of, you know, planting the fuchsias you bought at the store. So it was, that was weird. And it was like a hundred thousand people think I'm interesting. What is this? And then it just kept going. And it was like, I was like, did it mostly for me because it was so fun. I've yeah. always loved being creative and getting to create. And it was like, yeah. oh, this is a different storytelling medium. And then Hell's Bell started because mm-hmm. I was working in retail at the time and filled with the wrath of anyone who's worked in retail ever, yeah, uh, especially during the holidays. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, here we go. And then <laughs> it kept growing uh-huh. and I could not believe it.
0: That's insane. And it's it's amazing how many people just from all over the world uh, know you because I, yeah. I was, and I was I, I was I was looking at my phone because I had texted my girlfriend earlier today and she was like, Hey, what are you doing today? I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, we're doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast today, prepping for that. And she's like, Oh, who are you interviewing today? And she, I'm like, Oh, do you know? See you later. She's on TikTok. She like blah blah blah. She's like, I know who that <laughs> is. And I'm and I'm like, Wait, really? She's like, Yes. I, I guess you and her are mutuals actually. On, on Are TikTok. we? You. She is one of the 666 people <laughs> that you follow. What's yeah. your username? her username is not jennifer garner
1: oh my god you're okay okay (laughs) (laughs) i've followed her forever i love her
0: yeah that's my girlfriend so yeah i was i was i was i was texting she's and literally i'm looking at right now in capital letters she said wow wait i know jc we're mutuals i adore her
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm about to fall off my bench right now
0: (laughs) no she loves she loves you so like i didn't get i she had no idea that i was interviewing i was just i just kind of casually like yeah i'm interviewing you know see you later she's like (laughs) what (laughs) um it's it's, so so funny that
1: so many people know me Uh uh-huh but my family doesn't know what i do (laughs) Like my immediate family knows (laughs) none of of it. They know of it. None of them watch it. My brothers think TikTok is stupid. My mom doesn't like (laughs) that, I swear. So she refuses to watch it ever. And my dad is like, I tried watching one episode, but you made like a sexual joke. And I don't like knowing that you know what that that is. So I'm just gonna, I'm proud of you, but I'm gonna leave it. Uh-huh. So like no one in my extended family knows. So when I roll <laughs> up to the family gathering on Monday, uh-huh. it's like I'm just gonna like zip my lip. Like, oh, what are you doing for work? I write comic books.
0: Mm-hmm. That period, like, l- legit. Like whenever my like, cause my like, my mom and my dad and my sister know what happens, like what I do on TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, but like nobody else in my family really does. Like, nor do they care. So it's also very humbling.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, but yeah. I guess like a family function, and like they just have no idea. But like they will say every now and then, they'll be like, "One of my friends. I don't know how you know them, but they sent me one of your TikToks." I'm like, "Well, they probably. I, pro- I probably don't know them, but I'm going to assume that they probably know me." And they're like, "Why?" I'm like it's a long story. I don't even let know. me tell you
1: how many followers I have. Right. I don't want to tell you because it sounds like I'm bragging, but I don't know everybody. I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah, they don't they don't really understand because like in their brain, they're on like Facebook like ideology yeah. where it's like it's like you're, friends, you, with you're friends with everybody. Like yes, you know, absolutely. it's like it's
1: only 200 people. It's totally right. fine. And I'm like no, no. <laughs>
0: it's like no, that's not how it works. Um, and it's you have this you have works. this series Hell's Bells, which is like. So popular. How did that even like start? How did it come to be? And you post you post a new like episode of this pretty much every day. Every day uh, but Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what Unless the...
1: something bad happens.
0: Right, right. So like, you what is what is that like? Like, like, how did this even start? I,
1: I think it was a combination of the fact that I was working in retail during the holidays during COVID in a yeah. fabric store where I thought little old ladies were nice. I, I really, really, really did. I don't know why I thought yeah. it was gonna be like we're all gonna like hold hands and talk about knitting, but it's not I had Snickers bars thrown at me. It was really weird. So it was oh a little bit of like the retail salt
0: mm-hmm.
1: merging with the religious trauma. I think yeah. it was one lady it's you know told me again it was, you know, you're gonna to go to hell and everything, which I've been told quite often in my life because I was a kid who asked too many questions and I was just rambunctious hi kitty yeah it's
0: my cat he he gets very (laughs) he gets very needy so I'm like I'm just gonna hold him for now (laughs) I know you're I'll be doing design
1: (laughs) meetings with Goblin Grim, and he'll have like one cat like sitting right under the monitor where it's like I just see like the top his eyes over Zelda's head and I'm just like hi (laughs) everyone what were we talking about okay how hell's bells happen i think it was just someone told me to go to hell and it was a combination of like i want to tell you it's like i'm gonna take this power back and then as i kept doing it i was like well these are characters and there's a story here and then it was like oh this is going to be a lot bigger of a story than i thought it was going to be and then people started watching it,
0: mm-hmm. which I
1: could not believe. And people are like, <laughs> we love the kid in the shark onesie. And it's like Sharky wasn't supposed to exist for more than one or two episodes. And now everyone it's one of was the most like,
0: popular characters.
1: I think it is the most popular yeah. character. Everybody uh-huh. loves Sharky. Someone was like, were you okay if I get a Sharky tattoo? And I'm like, Pixar, it didn't happen.
0: Well, there's you I, used, you. I remember you saying that there are people that are like making fan fiction.
1: Like, yes. Uh,
0: some of which is very, I'm going to use the word romantic in nature. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Like, you have these characters that people are like we're just writing full fledged, you know.
1: it it can be really fun yeah it can be really cool I love fan fiction I've supported fan fiction since I first learned what fan fiction was and as a creator I think it's great that people want to engage that way Mm -hmm. with it someone was like can I write like smutty fan fiction about you and I was like no you're like
0: no that's a little bit different that's I'm a real
1: person (laughs) yeah and it makes me uncomfortable that you think about that I'm not that flexible but I appreciate the thought (laughs) but it's like you do whatever you want with the characters go for it so it's like I read a bunch of it like a bunch of it's really good and it's yeah. like I just kind of sign off where it's like this isn't my canon so you guys can interpret things the way you want but right, I it right. just blows my mind because I remember thinking when I was a kid I was like I'd love to have something that someone writes fan fiction about my stuff one day and I never thought it was going to happen uh-huh. now there's a tag for it on AO3 yeah so it was like I can't, it's like if I think about it's it too long, it's now. like I need to just like go lay down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. And like and and now I know you you said that you were you're right, you're you're working on a, like because you're a writer and you like to you like to write things and you're working on a on a yeah. comic book short. Can you talk about that? Like how did that come to be? When can people get it? What's it about? All of that.
1: So Grim is actually the artist who's been doing my merch and everything. Mm-hmm. And he, he and I have been working on an actual Hell's Bells comic book series for a while. So we have a bunch of Hell's Bells shorts out. But he reached out to me a couple months ago and said, um, Penny Dreadful's doing for Pride Month um, for LGBTQIA plus creators. Sorry, a boat's going by.
0: (laughs) I thought it was a guy walking up for a second. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? No, if you see me do
1: a weird dip, I'm looking at the dock, So I'm like, who's walking by? (laughs) But but he was like, they're doing a contest. Um, So write a script. It was a Victorian horror was the Mm. prompt. So we entered and we won, so we got to be in the anthology. And because we finished it so quickly ahead of everyone else, they're running it as its own special thing. And all the proceeds are going to the Trevor Project. So if you look up, um, it's for Pride Month because Seth is trans and I am bi. So Mm -hmm. we were like really excited about it. So it's Void void the Cat and you can look it up Penny Dreadful and pre-order it and get a hard copy of it. And any of those proceeds are going to the Trevor Project.
0: That is amazing, and for uh, for all of you that are watching or listening right now that uh one that want more information about that, I'm going to include the link in the description uh, yes. of this of this. So all you have to do is click, and all of the information will be there. Uh, that is so cool! Like that is so yeah. cool! Like, do you are there any like other like future things that you want to do like eventually? Like I, I'm, I'll I'll put it to you this way: if any of this ever becomes like a feature length movie, I better. I better be, have an invite to like the red carpet premiere. I want an invite. Like, <laughs>
1: dude, I'll have you, you can be one of the souls that comes down. You can be one of the souls in paradise. Don't Absolutely. make promises
0: to me. Cause I will put on my acting hat in a heartbeat. I will make it happen.
1: Can you imagine how much fun it would be, though? It's like, listen, even if we're a bunch of extras to get a bunch of TikTok people to come and be like, listen, we could just we can be demons in the background. It'll be great. We'll do sassy commentary. It'll be fun. (laughs) Like, I would just be like, I just want to be friends with everybody, but we can all be acting at the same time. It'll be so much fun. If Yeah. People have asked me, like, oh, are you going to do this to Netflix or Hulu? And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, Netflix is kind of on the rocks. But it's like, I mean, if Hulu reached out to me and said, hey, let's talk. I wouldn't be mad about it, right? but I'd also have some very strict stipulations of like, this is what the series is about. Mm -hmm. I don't want any stupid love triangles. I don't want like cheating. And I don't, Mm -hmm. it like things need to be critiqued. I mean, and they do Handmaid's Tale and stuff like that. So it's like, I know that they are not going to flinch away from that, but it's like the point of Hell's Bells is to talk about traumas that we might have to be ashamed of to grow healthily. And to talk about things like critique institutions that should be critiqued. Like you Mm -hmm. should always ask questions of things that have like huge amounts of power. Mm -hmm. So it's like, as long as you stick with this,
0: especially especially now, now. (laughs) especially now (laughs) to say the least.
1: (laughs) It's the only time I've gotten a flood of hate comments was when I did a Roe versus Wade episode.
0: It is so fascinating to me because one I was talking to a, a creator friend of mine and, uh, I had put up on my Instagram, you know, my thoughts on on everything, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hi, aren't you afraid that you're going to lose followers?" I'm like, "I don't Bye. care. <laughs> See ya. See you later." Like, it's, I th- I'm like, I told them, I'm like, it's about more at, at this point. It's about more than follower count. And if your biggest concern yeah. right now is follower count you're in it for the wrong
1: reasons
0: (laughs) yeah it's like
1: i i try not to make this like it's my job it's my priority and everything Mm -hmm. but it's not my ultimate priority it's like i'm here to be a decent human being and if i have to say things that are going to upset some people Mm -hmm. about basic bodily autonomy it's -hmm. like my dad came up and was helping with the boat and he was asking me about stuff and i said well i'm getting a lot of hate comments right now because i just posted this thing and i said you know abortion rights i put in the comments abortion rights are human rights if you're excited Mm -hmm. about the decision yesterday because it was like the day after unfollow and block me like Mm -hmm. I I do not care I don't want your follow and I'm not open to discourse about it and my dad was like well that's a bit strong I mean what if you could persuade people I'm like if they're that excited yes about what's going on in the age of the internet Mm -hmm. and the news and everything that's been going on if they've been following me Mm -hmm. they should know that this is not we have a fighter jet going over and someone's standing. I am so sorry if you oh, can I hear can't that. Oh, head- I can't hear
0: awesome any of I can't hear any of Awesome You're good. You're good. <laughs> but
1: I'm like, if you're excited about any of that, I don't, you, your time is past. Yeah. Like in the age of the internet, you have all this information available at your fingertips. And even if you exist in an echo chamber, you exist in the world. So you must've heard something to make you question it. Mm-hmm. But if you refuse to, nothing I say is going to make any difference. Absolutely. Especially Absolutely. if you're your only being a second class citizen. Yes. Yeah
0: your mind is already made up. And and it's it's really, it's it's just, I, I, I don't even have words. And I, I kind of laugh sometimes because it's just, it's so ridiculous to me that this is even a topic of conversation right now with all the other yeah. stuff that we could possibly be, you know, concerned with right now. And um, so I, I always say to people I have, and I have no shame saying this, anybody that's listening or watching right now, <laughs> y'all know where I stand and I, I will continue to I will continue to to speak up about it um and I think that silence is just as just as bad as as uh being against it so I think yeah. it's time for people to speak up uh and that's the, that's the, yeah. that's the whole point but um wh- I guess my my final question for you is this and this is actually the perfect segue And I'm glad we you know kind of got to talking about this um there 92 percent of my um base is or or people that identify as as female, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 92% female and, and 8% male. So I, I often get a lot of women, you know, um, that are listening to the podcast and following me and things like that. Um, and I always, whenever I have somebody like you on, I always ask like a similar question and because I often get a lot of DMS and emails from people, you know, asking for advice and, and like, obviously I'm, I'm a dude. So like, there's only so much I can like fully understand, (laughs) uh, about, about women and I'm not going to sit here and try to even mansplain anything to anybody. Right. Um, so whenever I have somebody like you on, I always ask a similar question. And that question is this, if there's a, if there's a a woman out there that's listening or anybody that identifies you know as as a woman or female or anybody really honestly that might be in a position right now that they are struggling or they're confused they're scared um they're not sure where to take their life right now um there's just a genuine fear that they have for whatever reason maybe it's because of stuff going on in the world and maybe it's just stuff going on in their personal life whatever it may be Mm -hmm. if they were listening right now and you can give them any words of encouragement what would those words be
1: Hmm. something that I realized when I was doing all my deconstructing and I'd lost pretty much everything in my life my community was gone my friends were gone I had no real direction in my life was that I just wanted to sit at home and like not think about it and what I've what has carried me through has been to just keep making decisions. You have to keep making some kind of a decision, even if it's what you're having for dinner. Should you get out of bed and shower? Should you not? You have to keep making decisions good, bad, or otherwise it might be the wrong decision, but you made it a decision mm-hmm. and you have to trust yourself. You have made it this far. You've made it through hundred percent of your worst days trust yourself to know that you can handle the outcome because i promise you are stronger than you think you are smarter than you think and you can figure this out and you can handle it it might not be comfortable you might not wanna and you might end up like me laying on a bathroom floor not sure if you're gonna even deal, wake up from that decision but you will you have to keep making decisions and they're your own So, I mean, that comes with a strong sense of self and that can be really scary to get our know ourselves, but trust yourself and keep making decisions because I, I promise you that is your greatest superpower.
0: Absolutely. You, you are such a fantastic person. (laughs) Uh, Like, honestly, and I'm so happy you're like, we're officially friends now. Like there's no take, we are, it's like, there's no take, see, back, see, (laughs) um, Like legit, I like I'm so happy that like we got to sit and chat and um and that and everything like worked out timing wise. You know, um, yeah. when I said it. Like I know that you you know you're super busy and uh and and like it means a lot to not just me, but definitely to all the vibers out there that, you know, were like, I want
1: you to go talk to her. I'm like, okay,
0: fine. <laughs> uh, and all of that. So honestly, thank you so much for sitting and chatting with me today. I really do appreciate oh, it.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it again. I'm down. Absolutely.
0: Great. Absolutely. And like, like I said, you're, you're stuck with me now. So like, there's no, there's no taxi backsies. Sorry. Oh, I might, I, I might get a boat myself. Who knows?
1: Uh, yeah. Come cruise with me. It'll be great.
0: Uh, that's a I can bring your not,
1: girlfriend. I, w- I want to meet her. She
0: won't. She won't <laughs> even like if I if I even remotely mention your name. She's like, okay, when are we going? Are we go going now. We're going right now. All right, let's go right now. <laughs> I've got
1: meclazine, you know, seasickness meds, and I've got life jackets. Go. Like I'm i wine, If That's what you're into. <laughs> no. We're we're oh, here. we got it.
0: So that's I'll bring my Jameson and then we're set. Oh,
1: I'll watch her like thing in the night when she's like, I have my glass of wine and I'm yeah. in my mirror. I'm like, all right, it's time for truth. It's time for tea. I want it. Like, let me get my uh-huh. stuff. It'll be fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. She she's great because she's one of the like honestly we were talking about genuine people. Um, like the way that she is in her TikToks, like that is how she is in real life. Like she is just yeah. very. She's very eloquent. She's very well spoken. Uh, and she's hot. Yeah. My girlfriend. I
1: I I won't disagree with you on a single I, mean, I, I agree I, with you wholeheartedly. She
0: is amazing and I'm the <laughs> luckiest guy on this planet. I love it. If you're listening, babe, I love you. <laughs>
1: um, I love you too. It's great.
0: Exactly. There we go. Now she's gonna. This was gonna happen. She's gonna be like, "Hi, so like, uh, can we all be on the podcast together?" This was gonna happen. She's gonna use me to hang out with you.
1: That would be the most chaotic conversation.
0: (laughs) I love. She would love. I know. I know she would love that. So we'll make that happen. Uh, JC, (laughs) then thank you so much, honestly, for sitting and chatting with me. And if anybody that was listening or watching right now, they're like, "Hey, I like that person. I want to hear more, read more about that person." uh, All of all of her uh, links, I'm gonna put in the description of this podcast. Click away. Go follow. Go buy stuff, go support this wonderful woman over here because she is fantastic and she's my friend. So like I don't oh, hang out with uncool you. people. I don't hang out with uncool <laughs> people. So like you're you're kind of stuck. You're kind of stuck with us now. Um but yeah, thank you for hanging out. Um vibers, always remember if there's a content creator out there that you are a fan of that you want me to go speak with. Just let me know and I will reach out and uh and I, I will slide into their DMs, much like I, I did with you and most <laughs> get back to me. Most of the time they do, and I'm glad that you that you did, honestly. Um thank you, JC, for sitting down with me. Everybody else, thank you so much for listening and for watching. As always, God bless and good vibes. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>